What's up, guys? Anthony here. We got some nerdly news today. Battlefront, Marvel News, Carmen San Diego, all really great things. And then we follow it up with a lot of mass infect Andromeda. Enjoy. <laughs> guys what is up welcome to the geek domination podcast we are your host today i am zane coppage across from me is anthony tyson oh hi and right here in the middle is the french himself john luke nevant hello there <laughs> uh today nice, so is <laughs> april 22nd 2017 and this is episode 98 uh, uh two fast blaze two to 100 yeah we're, we're all yep. over it we're all good <laughs> um last thing is uh we, for our main topic today we're going to be reviewing uh mass effect andromeda <laughs> um, for what it's worth, we're gonna finally ah. tackle that beast. Great. Um, that game has been in my PS4. <laughs> to update, just, just uh, <laughs> confirm I've looked at it. Um, yeah, we're all playing it. No, well, at least me and Anthony well. have been. Uh, yeah. John Luke's just sort of had it. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll get to that later. We're gonna hit some news pieces today. So first thing is a bunch of Battlefront pieces. Um, you guys recorded a sweet little uh, Star Wars stuff last week, and uh, oh man, Star Wars Celebration was fucking sweet. Was a good time. Yes, it was. And so then right afterward, we got a bunch of confirmations or uh, killing ideas <laughs> in certain regards, but mostly just confirmations. Good confirmations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. all good. Yeah, in my for opinion. the most part. So. You uh, want to kick us off with that Battlefront pieces? Yeah, so we got the new trailer, and uh, which, oh uh, yeah, it's fantastic. Seriously, it really they, is. they definitely it's... know how to get your hype going. Mm. That's too true. Yeah, um, alongside with it in the Star Wars panel about Battlefront Two, they also revealed that the single player <laughs> would be a thing. It's going to cover thirty years of Star Wars, and it's starting out from the uh, Galactic Civil War, going yeah. into. The Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. So that thirty-year span is going to be roughly touched on. Um, yeah, I'm sure there's going to be some, you know, seven years later thing or like yeah, sure, so sure, forth. Sure. But it, it's it's centering around an awesome Empire squad called Inferno Squad. Now the coolest thing about this commander Special is forces, right? right? Iden Versio, her dad is an admiral already inside of the Imperial hegemony. So. She's coming from a point of view that the Empire is great. Uh, this world right. that she lives on She's are very Empire-friendly. Yep. She is what's supposed to inspire kids in the Galactic Empire to join the Empire. That's yeah. what their special forces are there to do. Um, and the coolest thing, too, is with that single player, they also unveiled that the Infernal Squad book that I'd heard about last year is actually going to be called Battlefront 2 Inferno Squad and tie in before tie in. Yep. the events of Battlefront 2, which is really I cool. would like to take a moment, a very brief moment, to touch on the fact that I think it's a poor choice to call this one Battlefront 2 because I saw the funniest post and it was a picture. Of, was it the how dare you stood where he stood one? No, or? no. It was the one where it's like, I just can't wait to find out all the grandparents that buy the original oh, Battlefront yeah. 2 for Xbox because kids are going to be asking for Battlefront 2 on their Xbox. Please do yeah. that. <laughs> that would be great. And then send us the pictures. Yes, of yeah. please that. do. Please do. But that's hilarious. yeah, that's that's my only thing is it's a little bit not the best decision to rename it. A I know it's the same title. thing when people were saying Battlefront versus Battlefront 2015. We even had this problem in our it's past because yeah. I thought he was saying one thing and then it was not. Oh yeah, yep. but it's I'm confusing. guilty of it too. Oh sure. Yeah. 
it's so, just they could have done something else anything else really yeah probably. true um but on top of that too we also got the confirmation that multiplayer game would be coming back now all eras are going to be involved in battlefront 2 which is a very very good thing we all yeah. complained that we were missing our yes. other galactic conflicts yes, yes, yes. yeah and then like i'll say this too the original like not the original the the first saga and one through three actually had a pretty decent war like despite a bunch of problems with those films the war itself was actually really cool and the the sides sure. within it are really cool Absolutely. so it's one of those things that like go can... watch the clone wars animated series yes, yeah you'll know what that. both of them things are. both of them both go of check them. out the gendy tartakovsky shorts mm-hmm. and then watch the the sweet 3d ones yeah um so confirmation also that it's going to be 40 players in game yeah slightly smaller 20 and 20 my curious thing is bots i hope so yeah. I'd be okay with that. I'm yeah. fine with that as so. long as they throw in some crazier stuff. We also got a confirmation that space battles would be a thing, which is, again, another big issue that everyone complained about with the original Battlefront. Yep. Yep. Now, the coolest thing is this is the craziest thing. So they unveiled that there'd be Imperial do- uh, dockyards and stuff like that, like those kinds of takedowns. But they also mentioned takedown massive capital ships. They didn't go into that fully on the panel, but when you look on the website, they mentioned that specifically. Can we go inside ships and take them out from the inside? That would be really cool. I mean, didn't some of the space... Yeah, some of the space battles had those kind of moments. I mean, specifically with the Trade Federation in 2. Battlefront 2 was all about going inside. But it was like a really cheap version. It was. It was still fun. Outer in. The fact you could fly into a hangar. I think this is going to be an extrapolation on that concept of like, oh, now you can totally land, get out, and actually go fuck up the innards without just being in a massive hangar. That's my dream. Even if it's still takedown capital ships, even if we don't get to go inside them, better than what we had in the first game. Absolutely. Uh, and then following that up, characters from every era, you know, yep, we're going to get and... new heroes that we've seen from each single one. And the coolest thing alongside with not only are we going to have a class-based system now mm-hmm. and progression within those class-based systems, but now we get to customize, upgrade, and work on our hero units as well, yep. which is really fascinating. I think it's cool because then you'll be able to see different, you can see the two of the same hero in the same big battle but they could play differently because of the way that people set them up. So, like, you might get Maybe. two loop drops, but it's two different people getting those loop drops, and then... And and I'm just... Yeah. I, I'd love to see how the pickups work, because, again, they confirmed that the pickups, as they were in the first game, are not coming back in that fashion yeah. in this one, yeah. which I think is generally a good thing. I think it's generally a good yeah. thing. Um, I just am curious how we're going to earn the heroes to unlock in the game, and... Yeah how those heroes are going to play with the rest of the game. Yeah, I agree. So, um, I'm curious to see also the balancing that they wind up doing with this one. Because they, I know in, meaning, yeah. in one friggin' Boba Fett was king for a long time, for a way long um, time. <laughs> it's He's still arguably the best hero. Yeah, After so. last cast, I got on and played a couple rounds of the okay. Scarif DLC because I hadn't played oh, it yeah. yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I got a Krennic drop. Holy crap. Krennic's good. He is freaking ridiculous yeah. yeah we should we should play yeah later today i was i was telling him it's, the other day crazy. that i i have all of it the entire everything and haven't touched it once it's, just it because sadden me slightly but I it understand. does it's yeah. just life yeah uh, and then the final thing i think there is to note too um is the dlc yep. the dlc is free as we know it as of now yeah. Meaning maps and heroes. Yes. There will be no season pass. Yeah. That's Which the clarification. Is awesome. Because I think the other big thing that everyone was frustrated on is, oh, I have to go pay $50 on top of this other $50 purchase that I made. It's, 
that's a lot of money to be shelling out yeah. on a single game, it's, especially one that wasn't chock full of content. The stereotypical EA, oh, they're going to charge us for a whole another mm-hmm. game, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's good that they've responded to customer feedback, and honestly, everything that they said in this panel was great news. I think there are some slight issues that I have with, sure. man, wish there was Galactic Conquest. Yeah. Man, I really wish I understood how the vehicles were going to work, even though we know that there's vehicles in this, which is another good yeah, thing. That's Land vehicles, thing. too. Land, yeah. Vehicles. Yeah. Land yep. vehicles, too. So I, I, there are some things that will get in E3 that I'm sure will get us even more excited or yeah. more hesitant right. when the right, time comes. Right. I'm but curious so to see how it's good. play out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, with that, let's move into a different shooter. Uh, just a single announcement that I had missed on our first news, so I'm retyping oh, our shit up. Okay, uh, okay. We got a uh, confirmation that the next Call of Duty is going to be World War II. It's actually called oh, Call yeah. of Duty World War II. <laughs> Back um, to the basics. <laughs> I'm probably not going to play it. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on the trailer for me. I I mean I'm I'm always interested in the Call of Duty franchise, sure. and I think one of the biggest things that fans and this one at least of Call of Duty have wanted. Yeah, well, but. Sledgehammer's, They're back and forth. Sledgehammer's last so, game was terrible. Well, see, okay, here's the thing, though. This is <laughs> what grosses me up. So you and me despise the ones that they've done, Sledgehammer, because we didn't like Advanced at all. Well, at least for Call of Duty, yes. Yeah. The studio itself is great. But Yeah, exactly. But then, right. um, ironically, longtime fans of Call of Duty, that's their favorite one. And, really? And, yeah. And they, the one, they, they, the they, one with... Uh, the exosuits and... Yeah. That's the that's not like the, in Same. recent memory. That's COD players, like people who buy every year. That's the last one they all praise. They hated Black Ops Three, which I loved, and they they absolutely despise Infinite, which is amazing. Exactly, which I also really so enjoy. And that's the thing. So so I think what it is is that for non COD players that don't normally play are the ones who are intrigued by everything else going on, and people that have loved COD since the beginning are the ones that are like riding this dick of like. We need it to be. We need it to be exactly as it has always been. Kind of bullshit, and that's why they're so excited about World War Two. Is because it's Sledgehammer doing the World War Two one. Well, and that instantly got me less excited. Yeah, it's just funny <laughs> because when they switched to when they did Modern Warfare, yeah, Call of Duty Four, everybody was like, "Oh shit, it's you know bringing it to modern the modern age. age. It's really good, an actual compelling single player." Yeah. Then you got uh, World of War, which everybody loved. Same, th- but that was back in the past, you know. Yep. Then you got Modern Warfare 2, same thing. Yep. Really great. Modern Warfare 3, which is when they started to teeter. Yeah, and then uh, Black Ops 1 picked it back up. Black yep. Ops 2 was really good. I really enjoyed Black Ops 3. It was really, really good, actually, in my opinion. But they keep teetering back and forth, and it seems like there's so like What's funny is even like Ghost. Ghost has had an awful campaign, but I thought the multiplayer was great. But then I talked to other COD guys, and they're not fans of it. And I'm just like, I don't know anymore yeah that's the symbol like i don't know anymore i still am on the idea that like what they should do is just release one like cod forever is the title and then like three times a year that you get your your old school your new school and your your, your yeah your old school your your future and your uh zombies three, god forever you just pay 15 bucks a month and you just endlessly get so new dumb. maps new so guns dumb. <laughs> and then you never have to worry about buying another $60 piece of shit again. It's a free-to-play game. <laughs> I think it'd be better for the franchise with the way it's going. If it's going to keep doing endlessly annual releases, might as well just make it so it's just endless content on the same application. Hey, if they want to slowly kill themselves like Assassin's Creed did, that's you go ahead and do it. <laughs> you do you. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's you do you. All right, so that's it for that crap. Um, next up is something that Anthony shouted out when we showed up here, and that's Carmen Sandiego is getting an animated series on Netflix. Dude, I'm excited. 
I when I was a kid, I loved that animated series. Did you ever play the old? I like, did. DIC, yeah, uh, those were fun game? too. Dick. <laughs> every time every that logo time popped up. up. And then Dick. I just I remember the I remember the music so vividly. You know, where in the world is home in San Diego? I just I love that shit. <laughs> I know. Man. And then they like did like time traveling and crazy things. Yeah, they did tons of crazy stuff. That was then, a fun yeah. animated show, guys. We we were part of the era that just had endless educational interactive crap as we had kids. we literally had the saturday morning special yeah we did yeah it was great um but yeah so that's coming and then i got uh three pieces of marvel stuff before we get into our topic here and so first up is marvel new warriors uh we we knew this was coming last week we got the confirmation that there was going to be um squirrel girl in the series and this week we finished out the lineup, and the lineup is rather traditional in the way of New Warriors. Um, my phone is freaking the fuck out, apparently, so I'm just going to go ahead and go off the top of my head. <laughs> um, so first up, it's Speedball, which makes me really happy, because you kind of have to have Speedball. He's always been a New Warrior up until the Civil War event where he fucked everything up, mm-hmm. where he takes the blame for fucking things up, even though I don't right. think he was in the wrong. Um, then there's Microbe, who is a character who can speak to, or his ability allows him to telepathically communicate with germs and basically allows them to kind of be eyes everywhere literally because germs are everywhere um then you have uh, a character named invincible uh who is literally that and he he's really lazy because he thinks that since he's invisible or invincible and like immortal that he does not need to work on anything right away because he's got all the time in the world so he's got like this super just lackadaisy kind of just like fuck it attitude <laughs> about life nice um Hold on, scrolling to it because now mine's working. Uh, then there's Night Thrasher, who is essentially think of like a a more black leathery kind of version of Kick Ass. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's that simple. Interesting. That's Wait, exactly. What that's... was his name from the second Kick Ass? What it, motherfucker? Oh Mother- yeah, motherfucker. Little, motherfucker. Yeah. But with but with <laughs> Kick Ass's sticks. That's God literally. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, that's Night Thrasher. Oh man! I'm um, oh, sorry. There are parts of that movie. No, yeah, I love that movie. It's one of my favorites. Um, let me see. Then there is Debris. She, it's a woman named uh, Deborah Fields, and she is uh, confidently out lesbian. Um, who is? I guess she just got like. Oh, she can control garbage. <laughs> Uh, what? Uh, yeah, it looks like it from the panel. There's it doesn't actually list anything in here about her powers, but oh, low level t- uh, telekinetic. So she throws, so she can't control much. So what she can control is debris. Oh, <laughs> because it's light enough for her to actually control. I thought you said she's out lesbian. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I was like, whoa, she's an out lesbian. Plot twist. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, and then I think that's it for the lineup. I'm pretty positive. Let me just do one more roll through these. And then, of course, Squirrel Girl. So it's supposed to be like a teen drama on Freeform where they're all living in the same home and dealing with uh, living together. But they're all, you know, power people. It's going to be a comedy, like a 30-minute comedy. So it's going to be kind of like... So it's a a sitcom. Yeah, Big Bang Theory, but with superpowers. Or even that power list that's on NBC that I don't watch. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Um, next piece of Freeform news is we actually got a trailer finally for Marvel's Cloak and Dagger series that's coming to Freeform, which is going to be a teen drama, not a teen sitcom. And with this one, it is, uh, I was telling him before, so the trailer is really cool. It kind of hits on all the beats that the series 
had in the comics. But basically what it is is that uh, Tandy uh, and Tyrone are two characters who kind of living tough lives on the streets, kind of on uh, the slums of like New York and stuff. And they wind up getting kidnapped at one point and experimented on for by Roxxon in, in the comics is how they work. This plays out. Um, the experimentation is with dark matter and what it does is it somehow creates a dichotomy between the two. Tyrone is then attached to the dark matter very innately and Tandy um, is the inverse of that, which is just pure light energy. And to survive, she needs to rest within the dark dimension that he has access to. And conversely, he'll be consumed by the darkness if he's not given her light. So they kind of have a, a symbiotic situation where they have to live off each other. But they take it upon themselves to then protect all the other people that live in these slums and stuff. So it's a lot of homeless people, a lot of runaway kids, um, right. vagrants and orphans and whatnot. Well, so. And the other thing I wanted to bring out, too, is something that you told me. Yeah. And the fact was, when I first heard this concept, I'm like, oh, this is going to be really hokey. I can't live without you yeah. kind of stuff mm-hmm. with this teen drama. I'm like, no, no, yeah. no. But Zane informed me, though, that they do play on it a little bit. And actually, they their relationship a little spoiler i guess yeah, yeah. doesn't quite work out at a point yep. so then they have to deal with not wanting to see each other but then having to see each other, which yeah. is a little bit more compelling so they play, around with, they play around with it in the comics yeah. over the years they've touched on like sometimes they're meant for each other sometimes they're not it kind of depends on who's writing at that point in time and where they feel that the story needs to go but yeah let's, um, let's just say i don't want it to be like a case of right. um uh, hancock <laughs> hancock the movie yeah do you remember oh, yeah, that yeah hancock is a yeah, great example that. yeah um, so with this, it's more of like they wind up having to interact with each other and because they're interacting constantly, they wind up seeing the positives in each other, but then they also start seeing the negatives after a while. And so it turns out that they're, they're in love with each other. Tyrone in, in the comics, Tyrone winds up staying in love with her while Tandy is the one who kind of falls out and tries to move on with her life as much as he can while still having to see him to actually rejuvenate herself. So it becomes a lot of that, but what's cool is, so Tyrone has dark powers, uh, in the comics with like civil war and stuff. You probably have seen the frames where he literally he's attached to his cloak in a weird way and he can just like open it up and then there's the dark dimension and he's able to just like pull people in or push people out and teleport across massive distances with no effort uh and then tandy's able to create uh light daggers which we see in the trailer it's just like a white crystal that Mm -hmm. glows and she's uh so that's where the name cloak and dagger comes from is that cloak literally is a cloak he opens up and then she's there with light daggers just throwing them and they're able to help people as much as they can cool um but uh, everything looks good. It looks like they're kind of teasing a little bit of like they knew each other from their childhood. Um, Tyrone saved her at one point kind of thing. They play around with that, Ooh, it looks like. the plot thickens. Yeah, it looks, it looks like it gets into some deep stuff. And it's truly a teen drama, but there's definitely a lot more going on, which I'm interested in. And teen dramas can be good if they're done well. well. Yeah. It's the yeah. same thing with like young adult anything. Yeah. True. And then the last point with that, just to, to finish out my thoughts on it, is that uh, – with it going this route, um, I'm hoping that we get to see more interaction with the companies like Roxxon and these corporations that are now starting to delve into like experimentation sure. with superpowers because, you know, at a certain point, Stark can't be the only one playing around with superpowered weapons and we can't just see like AIM and terrorist organizations. At a certain point, we have to see these corporations go, what about us yeah. beyond like Oscorp or something like that? Right. So, here's hoping. That's where that's kind of heading. Cool. Um, and then... Uh, Let's see. The last piece of thing that I have is Marvel Heroes Omega is now available as a founder pack and closed beta for PS4 and Xbox One. Um, with that, there's a lot of content that is being released that's kind of weird. So 
For those of you who don't know, Marvel Heroes was a PC game since about 2014, so past three years. And it's been consistently updated and rejuvenated, and, and they've revitalized the graphics like five times now. And um, it's been really well kept in that regard. Mm-hmm. So my first concern is something that I kept seeing in the comment threads on forums on Marvel Heroes, and that's that everyone's panicking that they're going to abandon their PC support because they know that the team that supports it is really small. And so if they're expanding to console, what does that really mean for updates and everything that's going to be happening right. on PC? Because they're already notorious for falling behind on update schedules. Right. So people are really wary. My my knee-jerk reaction is that if they're going to be getting a shit ton of money from the console field, they can expand their company tenfold now. Well, yeah, and that'll just improve the game later down the line anyway. Yeah, right. But for those who don't know, the roster on PC is ridiculously large. I don't have an actual number for you. I just know it's big. Um, in addition to that, every character has about 12 or 15 costumes already. Costumes don't do anything. They're strictly cosmetic, but they are fucking cool. Like, I have a Rocket and Groot character that look like they're symbiotes in that's my PC. Tight. Oh, hell yeah. So, that's cool. so they play with it. Yeah. They do. Yeah, that's fun. And they take, like, one-off what-if issues and find the costumes from those and stuff now, too. So it's got... The variants. And, and then shit. they all reference. Like, what's cool is that when you're choosing the costume, it references the issues. So if you wanted to go and hunt down oh. the comics, you can. Oh, sweet. Yeah. It's yeah. really nice in that regard. But, uh... So, releasing as founder part packs, there are four founder packs... Total cost of all four are 140 bucks, which I think is ridiculous. But to get into it, <laughs> for $60, you can unlock. Obviously, with each of these, you get beta access. Um, you get all the Avengers from the films. So we're talking Hawkeye, uh, Black Widow, Hulk, uh, Cap, Iron right. Man. Yeah. The so, basics. Yeah, the basics. Thor. So those six, which makes sense. That's ten. They're basically doing $10 a character, except for a couple of these. But... Um, you get one extra costume for each that's also referencing the movies. And then you get, with that one, I think it's, you get 12, I want to say 12 experience boosts, uh, 100,000 gold in-game. And these are things that will unlock in the main game when the game, like the currencies and stuff unlock in the main game once the main game sure. launches. Because after beta, your characters will reset, of course. Mm-hmm. But everything that you paid for for this will be unlocked there. Um, Smart. Yeah. So it's not like you're just working on a character in beta. That's you just better, yeah. you better so, fucking do that if yeah. you're gonna pay oh, hundred forty dollars. So for forty, you get Rocket and Star Lord. Same concept. They they're comic versions and then a movie version of each. Um, as well as I think it's five experience bonuses, uh, like fifty thousand gold or something like that. It's it's you know you get you get stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it, then there's the $20 versions which the first one is Deadpool you get normal Deadpool and then you get his Zen version which is kind of funny it's basically just Deadpool wearing uh, big old monk balls <laughs> nice. and a hood <laughs> and that's it um, okay alright <laughs> and then uh, yeah right and then you get uh, kind of same thing one experience bonus 5,000 gold um, those sorts of things and then Spider-Man same concept it's Spider-Man and then his uh, movie version and then here's the kicker. If you spend all 140, uh, you get a symbiote Spidey costume unlocked right away. And uh, Iron Fist will be unlocked right away. Um, and some of this stuff is timed exclusive stuff. So when the game actually drops, like the costumes will be timed exclusive. So like a couple months, people will be able to buy them. Sure. But as I was telling you, Marvel Heroes is an interesting free-to-play game where 
you know, character tokens cost like four bucks and costumes themselves cost a buck or a buck 50 or something like that. So like at a certain point, you just kind of got to go, well, it's not worth it because I can just buy the exact one I want mm-hmm. when the game launches for yeah. $2. Yeah. I mean, that's that's my thing. It's It kind of seems a little ridiculous with yeah. the what they have out there. But hey, if they get money off of it, I guess. Yeah. I just um, can't imagine the person who would shell out $140 for it. No. <laughs> yeah, that's even for like a hardcore fan. <laughs> Jesus. Who's played it like, I don't Since know. nothing transfers from PC, it's yeah, really it's, hard to push that as a selling point. Yeah, as a fan, that like Zane just said, if you're already playing it, you're not going to go drop another 60 to $140 on another yeah. game that you've already unlocked shit so, in. So me and Cody were talking about it last night, and we're both talking about maybe like a month or two from now we'll both jump on a founders pack each and i'm like i don't know which one i'm gonna do i might do deadpool i might do spider-man like i'm gonna keep it pretty cheap though like yeah. just so i can get in and get something going but i don't know it's interesting i'm curious to see how it plays out because it, it they did confirm that the rosters will be different at launch and that uh who gets released in what order will be different than what it was on pc and stuff mm-hmm. like that so we're, i'm curious to see how it goes and see how it develops but they've changed it up um i will say this there is couch co-op it is two-player local i saw that that was really cool so that's really cool because i wasn't expecting Sweet. that but yeah i think that's about it though for uh news honestly real quick a quick oh, uh the one that i just shared no but oh because i almost forgot about we that. can do that too okay. um anthony and i and cody saw saw a movie the other night oh yeah uh, we uh, we finally oh, went and saw. <laughs> I was jealous of this. We finally went and saw Power on. Rangers. Uh, Want to do a quick like baby tiny review? Uh, what you yeah. thought about it? Honestly, I just I thought it was a good Power Rangers movie. Uh, it was Chronicle in the beginning, mm-hmm. ended with the crazy classic shenanigans at yeah. the end. Oh, good. Um, so it turns real hard towards Power Rangers. Yeah, now. dude. Yeah, they just wanted to build up the team, and I think that was the most successful thing yeah. about it. I like all okay. of those actors involved. Mm-hmm. No, it was a lot yeah. of fun. Uh, the this the middle of the movies where it kind of slowed down a bit but then towards the end there's so much fan service to all the old fans dude <laughs> make them grow <laughs> yeah dude <laughs> like they just make random my yeah grow. Oh, uh, spoilers man. that happens <laughs> it's ridiculous and, and you kind of hear the theme too yeah oh go go power like as all the zords are like going in yeah. oh my dude, god it's, it was a fun movie Fuck. it was it was a lot of fun all right well would you want to go again at elvis <laughs> Yeah. Okay. I'm down. Oh, that would be the quintessential Elvis movie. Man. Yeah. You would oh, yeah. not feel bad about that. I already have plans to go see Lo- Logan when it hits there because we kind of missed out on seeing it oh, I properly. Oh, guys again. Yeah. It's yeah. a good movie. Yeah. So, but it was fun. You need. You should watch it. It's a good time. And I was telling him so, like, just to kind of touch on it real, bre- real lightly because I want to pull that one for back yep. issue. But I've been reading the newest Mighty Morphin Power Rangers run from Boom Comics. Mm-hmm. Everyone should be reading that. If you if you watch the show as a kid, this is the best reimagining of the original run ever okay it's uh apparently it's super dark it's yeah. really dark so i'll give you the, the really brief summary huh. it kicks off right after tommy gets broken from his curse it's the the or the the mind control stuff with the evil sword so he's yeah so so really brief <laughs> i lost me yeah yeah so remember you start out evil yes that gets broken sure. yes comic starts yes so he's part of the team. Everyone's like, are you sure? Like, are you okay? You know, you were just under her control, blah, 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 blah. Well, through a series of events, um, Rita winds up starting to get actually control of Earth in a way. Like, mm-hmm. she starts to actually threaten Earth in a really big way. And uh, through the consequence of events, um, another character from another world, uh, bring like, completely alternate dimension, brings in a Zord that they don't realize is a Zord. 
Um, and yeah, she's getting aid from that dimension. And this person seems like they understand the paint rangers way too well. Well, they, f- they succeed in stopping him, but it winds up also transporting Tommy and Billy to that world. Turns out that that world is an alternate reality where he never became good. Like he, the curse was broken. He went back to Rita and began and just led her armies and he takes over all of earth and he steals the white ranger powers so he's half green half white and he's called lord dracon and it's an evil future tommy <laughs> and he has legions of these power ranger army armies because what they what he's done is he's reality hopped and stolen the coins and crystals from each world so he can actually create an entire army just like he has entire platoons of black ranger soldiers entire platoons of yellow ranger soldiers he has an entire uh, like crimson guard of red rangers that are look like crimson guards almost from Star Wars. Yeah, I've like, seen them. They do. It's fucking dope. They look like emperors. The pink rangers are all these like crazy scouts with these crazy sniper rifles and cloaks and stuff. And like, yeah, so she's he's got like this legion, and Tommy and Billy are there without their powers. <laughs> so it's that's where the series is at right now. I'm just like, so this is thing. fucking cool. <laughs> like it. Such a departure from wow. the classic series. Okay. Yeah. It's next really level. fucking cool. I'll tell you the movie doesn't do that. No, it no. doesn't. <laughs> I didn't think it would, but yeah. Like, my mind's right there right now. So I'm okay. just like, I should probably go see this movie, like, because I'm all Power Ranger headed right now. You, you would have a good time. Yeah. yeah. Cool. I think that's it for news. Yeah. Yeah. Don't need to touch on that last little thing. That can no. be safe for next week. Um, cool. And with that, we can get into uh, Mass Effect, Andromeda. We're going to Andromeda Galaxy, guys. Buckle up for 600 years of sleep. <laughs> so what? I'll be, sounds John like Luke, the game. Sounds like John Luke every night. You guys do that, I'll be in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, you made the right choice. The right choice there. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Well, here, let's start with this. Let's. Yeah. To go off of that, I have not played Andromeda at all. I've updated the disc, and that's kind of as far as I got. Yes. Um, which one of you guys is farther? Do you know? Actually, we haven't talked much about it. Yeah. Okay. 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 This is so, all fresh. So main story stuff, or main main quest stuff, and then side quest stuff. So I've completed every loyalty mission. I've not. I am level fifty-five. I've taken out every architect. Okay. No. And I have You're not. You're farther. But story-wise, I'm only after the Solarian arc. Oh yeah, you're way farther than me. Okay. Okay. I'm like I'm level about thirty five forty. Um okay. I've almost done all the loyalty missions. I'm like halfway through them. Um and I've taken out every architect except Eos, I think. Eos was actually the hardest in my opinion. Okay. Cause that, well that would not surprise me since it's kinda like the It's first supposed one. to be the first one, yeah. But I, I didn't even see it. No, you have to get the quest to do the uh the hammers when they say like do the gravity hammer things or whatever, the Someone gives you a quest that's like, hey, can you use these si- seismic hammers um, to find water underground? And when you do that three times, then in the. Uh, I think appears. I know where the place is. I think I found it's the place and then the, the architect's just up there. on the ridge. Yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. Um, Which, by the way, architects are these crazy they're big. dragons from Dragon Age. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. And the, they're, those are the they're weird, worse. Like, big alien things with the like, circular. Is that what I'm th- thinking of? No. Here, I got you. Let, let's just say this they're they're dragons but like a mass effect remnant version of them and remnant are these like weird forerunner techni- yeah yeah i'll, oh, tell you, okay. I'll, I'll yeah. simplify my my point on this i'm feeling like mass effect andromeda is very uninspired because it's halo 4 
Okay, that, almost exactly Halo Four. I guess without, that sums yeah. up without, without the intense emotional pieces of inter- right. Uh, it's it's just Halo Four. That sounds yeah. like a lot of what I've been hearing. Uh, you basically play a Spartan Four. That's your hero, with with uh, some tech. I think you're biotics. giving her too much credit, or him. Wow. No, look at your look at your character's armor. And again, I think you're giving them too much credit. It looks almost exactly ta- like a Spartan. You mean 4. just like character quality, or or what? It's just lo- low. Uh, both. I mean, yeah. I think Halo Four actually. It could, quick aside, I think that game gets a lot of shit that it shouldn't. I love Halo I lo- Four. I love. But, but regardless, Halo 4, so right. I'm just putting but it down that I'm just saying, armor wise, you look like they. I hear what you're saying yeah. about the armor. I just don't think in Sorry. any way, shape, or form it's as cool as Halo 4's armor. So that's why I'm saying I'm like, man, you're yeah, fair enough. Yeah, credit. I'll give you that. But it's I just thought you meant like, more of a character perspective. Almost, well, what I mean is just like when you're running behind your character and they're armored up and say like the Pathfinder gear or the N7 gear, it looks yeah. the way they have it set up on you. It looks exactly like the way they set up in Halo 4, where it's like skin suit. And then armor pieces just attached. It's to It's like suit. way less it's, bulky. It would have been yeah. cool looking if you had like characters to really match up to the armor, and you have more right. armor I- ideas. Like it, they're this, actually not that varied. Yeah, that's the other thing I heard. Yeah, it's it's pretty uninspired in that regard. Yeah. And conveniently, since I made my character actually look successfully like me for the first time ever in a mm-hmm. Mass Effect game, uh, I never wear yeah. the helmets. No easy feet ever. I keep them off all the time because I can't stand most of the helmets. And half my face clips out of the helmets when I wear the normal standard Pathfinder, like the the bull face thing. Yeah, yeah. They like I was, so many cutscenes it showed it like clipping, and I was like, "Well, no that's, more of this." That's a little ridiculous that that's not optimized, or nobody caught that. Yeah, it's it's All a right. little ridiculous. So since we're there already, I should say aesthetically, is Andromeda kind of bland? What's uh, I'll put it this way: I think within the realm of Mass Effect, it's very good. But I would also argue that it's very uninspired when you referenced every other gaming out there, every other game, because it, it's it falls onto hard tropes that just exist within gaming, sci-fi in general, and that's that like, oh, if we're gonna find this like crazy term for ancient civilization, it's always gonna look exactly the same. Like every remnant structure looks exactly like a forerunner structure. Every single one looks exactly like it. And Halo did that so well. So when you take that concept and you try and do the same thing, just slightly different, it really looks kind of, well, you just carbon copy pasted that. It Whoa. looks like when we, we traveled across away from the Milky Way, we somehow landed in Halo's Milky Way. Huh. That would have been cool. So the, the <laughs> other thing that I'm thinking, just about it, as far as environments go, with all these comparisons to Halo and the Forerunners. Architect, by the way. Oh, the shit. Yeah, okay. <laughs> thing. They're boring um, to fight. They are boring to fight. Halo with the Forerunners had four or five games to build it up until you got to four when you finally yeah, but even encountered me, them. It seems work, like yeah. Andromeda kind of started from scratch and uh, not even scratch. didn't quite get the jump off of it. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm hearing. A little bit. Uh, we'll go into depth here in a minute, but yeah, there's that. I think graphically, I'll put it this way: environments are beautiful. Okay, they are immaculate. Actually, the environments themselves are gorgeous, and that's kind of where the end of my positives about the graphical, like the art and everything, kind of stops. Because even the new species is un- uninspired for me too. I'm the not big Angarin. neck things. For most of them, I like Jaw though. I like Jaw a lot too, but in general, they're just very meh. Agreed. Um, yeah, I just. Sometimes even the environments um, are a little hokey. Um, yeah, uh, graphical draw distance kind of fucks with it sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, clipping on loadings happens a lot. Uh, but the actual when you're just standing there and you're looking at a loaded 
world, gorgeous. Okay. The <laughs> cutscenes are cool looking. Um, yeah. But then, yeah, that's where it ends because you look at someone's face, and for a while, you're like, well, maybe they're, they're giving him a little too much shit. No, it is terrible. Yeah. It's There's... fucking awful. And even after the patch came in, bad. In fact, some of them worse. Some and of them just worse. animations? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and and sometimes facial like and it, resolution. And, okay. And, like, yeah, facial resolution. They the all worst. look like the same fucking people. Worse than the Mass Effect so one and two they, did. They oh, have God. they have an RNG loading on on NPC heads. Oh, okay. So it has a problem so similar like it'll Assassin's Creed. Do a bunch of similar ones at once. Oh yeah. Um. That's. Wow. <laughs> the other thing is that it's inconsistent. That's my problem too. Is yeah. It's very inconsistent because you might come into one conversation and be like, "Wow, this is like this is actually advanced from Mass Effect Three. And you go to the next conversation, and it's ten, it's worse than Mass Effect One. Right? Audio going alongside with that, terrible. So yeah. fucking did awful you notice, garbage. I don't know if it happened to you, but when I did a, a mission where I had to go back to the Nexus after I had successfully saved all the arcs and have a dialogue, it sounded like it swapped to a different audio file for my character only. And my character sounded like he was talking to, like, uh, a computer microphone. Like, a built-in <laughs> built computer yeah. microphone. And yeah. I was like, what just happened? Like, wow. the audio just dropped to, like, shit out of nowhere. And then the next dialogue sequence is fine. They I'm had like, that power outage at the studio, and he had to use a, he had to use a the, USB mic. <laughs> a phone mic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, yes. Yeah, it was too much credit. I mean, honestly, weird. yeah, there's... There's there's weird moments where the audio just like dies out, you can't mm -hmm. hear it, and then there's oh, yeah. moments where um, your friend decided that he was gonna hang back over on you know the other side of the fucking nexus. Yep. You're there talking to what's her face, and he's supposed to have a witty dialogue, and it's just randomly silent, but you can hear the faintest whisper of something <laughs> out of there. Yeah, and it, you're like, well, that would have been great to hear if I could fucking hear it. Or there's been me? occasions where there's what? times where it'll play the audio when they're not around and just focus on like a wall. <laughs> Dude, okay. one, one guy yeah. apparently... Oh, no, actually, this was Andrew, I think. Okay. This was Andrew. With the PB thing, where she was, like, all the way across the, the fucking EOS, and he was just running around. And she was dead. and it, yeah. Or was, was this him or I someone else? I think it was else? him. I don't, it wasn't me. Because, oh, oh, my, my God, God, like, the shit... Uh, it, the audio sucks. It's terrible. The the guns don't sound that great. The uh the the audio when you're talking to people okay. is terrible. The the audio for any time like a boss or an event happens, terrible. Explosions sound weird at times. Yeah. When they're doing cutscenes, they're fine. I actually, but have those had are preloaded, pre-rendered cutscenes. So they're like weirdly compressed when they actually play yeah. in the yeah, open yeah, world. Yeah. Well, okay. I've never had any problem with in like in combat sounds I, I've, I've had i've not had a single one in that regard okay that's amazing um actually combat like i was gonna say combat for me is the best thing within this game because it's the one thing i have had almost no issue with can, can we can we get to that at the end because i think no, that'll I be the better just, thing to I'm end with touching let, on it going quick. on audio let me ask um how how's the music oh the music itself is just it's it's kind of like generic mass effect music with no real inspiration of like a new theme or anything like that so There's the music's not great that, yeah Fair enough. It's it's overly generic. I think okay. Let me put it this way: if you're comparing it to any other game in general, yeah, it's pretty run of the mill. If you're comparing it to Mass Effect, it's meh. Okay, which yeah, it's fair. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, this is a Mass Effect game. Exactly. Right after there's like one thing oh, that I remember man. that vividly that my favorite little theme from Mass Effect is just like that weird dropping like synth sound of like the dun 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 dun. Yeah, dun, I love and that. That is like oh, nothing yeah. nothing akin to that is here. Okay. No. There's nothing like oh this is the new version of that. It's just nothing. 
is there that makes me feel like there's a, a theme. Well, even in game. one, there's like that, and then the ending song that plays again in two. There's like that weird, like, like that weird yeah. Like, humming yeah. tune. And then in three, there's that super sad piece that plays when, like, at the beginning of the invasion, right, when the title oh, card yeah. pops up. Yeah. So there's nothing memorable like that no. in this no, one? I don't a remember single a single fucking song. Neither do I. Okay. In fact, actually, I'm beginning to think that if there's a way I can, I might turn the music off. And then start playing other Mass Effect music wow. behind not, it on wrong. Spotify. That's crazy. Because there's just like the ambiance, like the, the, it's, it's just, like the standard the stuff. Like when you're walking around the world in Mass Effect Three, it's right. like they just copied that file and just dropped that into every world. So it's just there just to be there. Yeah, yeah there really. are no themes to this game. That's that's exactly it. There's just that random sucks. like ambiance music, and it's not even good. Well, and that's funny because we've been talking about video game music this week with yep. uh, uh, your Fire Emblem, the four hour review oh, yeah, you're listening yeah. to, which apparently is immaculate. By the yeah, way, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm gonna go pre-order it tonight. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And then I brought up Persona Five, Final Fantasy Fifteen, all these amazing mm-hmm. soundtracks and changes by location. And then something like this comes out, which is supposed to be this huge AAA sequel. Well, and the funny thing with that too is then you're like, you're lucky if the audio even plays. Sometimes there are yeah. moments where I'm running running around with the Nomad, which, by the way, is also annoying at times. Yeah, just are you as annoying disc sometimes. The Mako, or are you digital? Digital. Same. Okay. I was okay. just curious if yeah. that was causing problems, but we both are having very vastly different experiences Which is interesting. on yeah. both digital. Okay. And I was going to say, the audio file for, like, just, you know, the ambient music, right, yeah. doesn't even pop up. And you're just hearing the normal go... So it's just no background besides the sound effects? Wow. And that's all you hear for, like, 20 minutes, and then the music starts playing randomly. Huh. I've never had that, but, I mean, with how buggy this game is, it's probably going to pop up at some point. Right. I don't know. That's interesting that you guys are both playing on the same format and like every, almost same, everything you've different. said has been like, no, I haven't seen that, but I have seen this. Yeah. That's really um, weird. I've seen a lot of times where like you might, I doubt you'll remember it specifically, but uh, on Kadara, there's a moment where you can wander around and you see like a bunch of like the enforcers for what's her face fucking beaten like citizens on the street. Mm-hmm. Well, there's one where all by the docks, if you go upstairs, this happened to me and I just could not stop walking past this wall because it kept happening it was only during this moment when they're beating a person in this like the citizen and you walk and you try to like walk right into the room that they're blocking and you walk co- towards it in a way towards it in a way and the walls just kept falling away they're doing that like weird like huh. I've, and, and I've never I've never had problems. that happen to me but I have gone through walls I've done that once or twice yeah you I just like randomly go through shit random wow. gameplay moment you cannot use the uh the dash move for the explorer on a ramp or stairs, you will end up underneath them every time. Yep. What? Yep, wow. Correct. Okay, so let me ask this. I've had that happen too. Obviously, there's some clipping issues. Mm-hmm. Um, how about loading? Like, are we? Uh, how good They're is long. the draw distance? Uh, well, okay, so the loads themselves. I mean, like, environmental loading, like, as you're playing the game. How bad is that? Like, it is it on one of those it things? It honestly depends on the world. Because, like, okay. uh, for instance, on Havarl, which has no driving at all, everything yeah. is loaded, and it's actually really... Havarl like, is the best world. Okay. Just in terms yeah. of like the lush, vibrant life that's there, okay. the enemies because like yeah. the, it's it's littered with endless, just like violent enemies because the world is so like but naturally violent. It's also the smallest because it is only on foot. You okay. can't use the nomad on yeah. it. That makes sense. So I there's will also add that um, oh, what's the name of it? Uh, the one where New Ch- New Tachanka is. I can't remember the name of that planet now. Uh, Eosvarl, Bold, Kadara. Elodin. Thank you. Yeah. I just uh, had to do the... Uh. Yeah, I know. It eventually <laughs> popped. Elodin also is really good, but it's just like an empty Saharan desert kind of vibe. Okay. So it's it's really easy to not have a lot of going on. But yeah, it does right. fuck up the uh, architect 
What's funny is okay, so I'll touch on this. Really oh, briefly. I haven't done that one too. I'm so sorry. that's the other one. Eladin's really easy, by the way. Real, it's probably the easiest because the enemy, the only enemies it spawns are those little chicken walkers and the little floaty ones. No other enemies does it spawn, so it doesn't spawn like the big yellow enemies at all. None of those. Hmm. It's cakewalk. Okay. Um, this one though, this one is really buggy in this regard. So when you drive out way out to like the northeastern or northwestern corner of this map, every like minute or so. Uh, the body of the architect is supposed to do an arc like a sandworm from any It's other cool movie. looking. Okay. Yeah. Mine never looks loads like correctly. Doom. Mine never once loads oh, correctly. Really? It's just the like the leg pieces and they're oh, that badly sucks. rendering as they do So it. the textures like don't pop. Honestly, that's one of the huh. coolest things because I was thinking I'm like, oh yeah, this is like Dune. You know, but like I've, the books. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Oh, yeah. But I killed my architect and it's in orbit. Like I got the resources from picking it up in orbit. And you you still go out to that part and it still does the animation and still does the rumbling. And I'm like, I killed it though. Why is this <sighs> thing still happening? Yeah. So I don't know. It's fucking weird. Um, another thing is um the whole total recall aspect of yeah. the game. Yep. After you've done it like the first time or two, gets really really tedious and annoying. Yeah. Um, and also with the way the game does its i guess you could say it's puzzle aspects and the mm-hmm. way you need to traverse around the environment they don't work very well no if the slightest thing goes wrong yep for mm-hmm. example if you're running and you try and jump over something but then it doesn't jump or it, it you get stuck because of that in the water that is electrocuted the and like you'll die shit. immediately yeah, yeah. pretty much so you're talking about in the vaults to be more clear yeah. too so you have to do these vaults on each of these worlds total to solve recall. the environmental problems of the world itself. Right. Yeah. So that's always been my first priority because like... That same. I do that first because I'm like, that's going to be the most annoying. I'm going to hate that. Well, and exactly. I would assume that would open everything up and make the world a little safer, I guess. It does. It does Usually there's only one world that it doesn't. Yeah. Okay. So so every world has some environmental hazard that causes your life support to slowly drop. And you, you have two life support systems. You have your, your nomad one, which is much more resilient. And then you have your body one, which is less resilient. Okay. Let me ask this then. Is it is it kind of like take your Metroid Prime 1 when you're in Chozo Ruins and you have to go kill the big flower? Flagra, I think it's called. Uh, yeah, no, it's exactly. And it turns like the that. water yeah. into regular water instead of poison. Yes. Is it kind of like that? It's like that. So like, okay. yeah, exactly. But it doesn't have the awesome mechanics of, of or, a Metroid Prime. Or to, the awesome boss so fight. Like, so like that's yeah. that's Kadara. Boss so Kadara, okay. the land itself is fine, but every water is hyperacidic, and if you step in it, it just kills. It pretty much will wipe you just down in like a second. Wrecks yes. your shields. Okay. Yeah. But then, like for instance, on Eladin, it's a desert world, so the heat is too high. Mm-hmm. And so anytime you're out of your vehicle or even in your vehicle, like the life support is just slowly dropping. Okay. And if you go to certain parts of this land, it's a, it's a hazard type two, which makes it like twice Way as more. damaging. Yeah, yeah. So if you solve the problem, it drops it all by one. And now those areas that are only one or two are then one in some cases, sometimes all the way gone. It depends on the world, honestly, but like okay. Vold, which is an ice world, some areas are cold level two and those will remain as cold level one even after you or everything will remain cold level one yeah the whole Vold, world Vold is, is still a just a cold world right yeah. okay so it's it's kind of weird i mean the way they play with that stuff is actually really intriguing but it becomes really tiring after Tedious. like two yeah. okay. um um do we i think at this point let's characters. just do a quick brief i was gonna ask let, about party members. let's get to that in a sec i think it's actually good if we just give a since we've kind of given our complaints uh, to just give our quick little like, would you recommend this game to anyone at this point? I think we're no. Okay, 
This um, game is co- actually. I know you're you're kind of like it's I'm, okay. Yeah. I think the game is a hot fucking mess. Even after playing, I, it, I have more complaints. You. I have more um, complaints. Okay. <laughs> it feels a lot like Final Fantasy 15. Okay. For better or worse. For better and worse, okay. actually. Interesting. That, not a bad complaint, even because, though I think it's way worse than Because, it. oh, I, I think there's elements that make it way worse, and I think there's elements that make it way better. Um, I think the better list is smaller than the worst list, but right. regardless, you get my point. That I think this this game released in much of the same format that 15 did, where the developers have come out and said, like, oh, we're going to continue to support, and you'll see a lot of more content. You'll see random, like, random stories pop up and stuff now after we've completed. But first, got to get a bunch of patches out to fix some of the glitches and stuff. And that's, right. the, like, the official word from Bioware is, like, we're continuously working on this game, and we're going to keep working on it for, like, the next two years. And I'm like, oh, so it's 15 all over again. Got it. Yeah, pretty much. So I can enjoy what I play. I'll set it, set it aside. I'll play multiplayer because multiplayer is actually pretty good. And then that'll be the end of that. Okay. But... Now let's get into the stuff. So characters, you were saying. Um, um our party members memorable. Let me let me put it that way first. Yes and no. Okay. Um, I think it's case by case, and I think their individual stories are weaker, substantially, kind of across the board. So for me, I I have like one or two that I'm I kind of enjoy. Um, yeah. I like I like Joel a lot. Uh, I think he's Joel's a really cool. intriguing character, mainly because when we when we take the Star Trek aspect of Mass Effect, yeah. what I always enjoy is that each character is kind of like another thing, you know, another part of like the human race, which is what makes Star Trek so good. It, yep. it gets to explore all types of different types yep. of people. Um, Joel is in a very their their race is very emotive. Uh, they they are process, free with their emotions there's no yep. yeah yeah you just they get have it massive all out. families they're they're used to having like 16 kids per family okay. and like those are the new big neck blue lines things blue lines yeah okay. that's like blue lines exactly yeah got it uh although they look weird when they take off the clothes they out. do um, there's a great we'll, we'll touch on that one i think because that's a pretty good little interaction between him and uh, uh i don't remember his name but fucking the crisis guy the black kid that's on your team. The afro-haired guy? Yeah, I yeah. wouldn't know about it because I fucking hate Liam and I don't want to talk Liam's to him. Liam's his name. Liam. There, I'll, I'll touch on some stuff because Liam's had some great Jacob moments. Point two. Card yeah. four. <laughs> sure. That's good enough. Uh, that's to, fucking you ridiculous. You know what? I'll just get it over with. Liam's really basic. He's useless as a character, but the moments that you have with him are incredible. It's this okay. weird, like, he's an awful part, like, just an awful character, just design-wise, <laughs> uh, characterization-wise. But then he gets dropped in all these random ass moments that are phenomenal for him. Like, really? Yeah. Because honestly, after that first mission with him talking, he's like, "I right, shoot that dead alien in the face." <laughs> he's very like, shut the fuck up. He's very Australian. But I've never heard that be a bad thing. <laughs> but apparently, it is. Oh, I shoot the alien in the face. Makes it bad. Oh, that's sad because uh, Australians <laughs> are awesome. I know. I know. I'm right there with you. But yeah, so that's the thing is that he has he, so he asks him you have a mission. He's like, "Can you?" sign off on this mission uh it's just you know some special armor pieces or whatever and i'm like yeah whatever so you go and craft the item real quick because this game has a shit ton of rpg crafting shit going on with it okay which for better or for worse i think it's better i just think you have to be in for the long haul to actually get the most out of that which is the hard part yeah um so you do that and then you go back to him in his room and he's just wearing only pants and jaw walks in wearing nothing Oh god! And walks past him, 
and you just you ask them like what the hell is going on he's like you signed off on this and then you're like the fuck did i sign <laughs> off on and he's just like well see what we're doing and you just hear them bantering and they're basically talking shit on each other they're trying to find what's the line so that what they're doing is they're like we don't want to be in a political situation and say something wrong that'll offend either of our species so we're just talking shit on each other now in the small scope and finding huh. those lines okay but then they're also like we're also seeing each other's like open anatomy because we need to figure out like how do we handle each other in terms of like physical yeah. things armor and then the last thing is that we're also doing armor swapping we're figuring out like whose armor has better components and if we can swap some of those pieces to improve our armors so huh. they're doing this all while they're te working on this stuff and they're like it's also getting really hot in here so that's why we're kind of just wearing nothing but it's sort of like yeah it's just the weirdest little interaction that's yeah that sounds weird this go that element yeah. goes into my biggest complaint with characters and just the overall way dialogue works in this game yeah everything is like a fucking 80s or 70s sitcom Really? I swear a lot, a lot to fucking that. God. A lot of that. And, and it drives me Which, crazy. It's always yeah. like a, ah, ha, ha, insert joke here. And then you would imagine a laugh track behind it. A Seriously? laugh track. There's a lot of those sorts of things. So it's like... Your character's endlessly snarky regardless of which emotive, like, direction. Because, like, what it is, is it, it gets rid of the... You're I'll, an I'll, endless ass. I'll yes. put it this way. I'll put it this way. I'll praise them for getting rid of the Paragon and the Renegade stuff. Like the super obvious yes. response. So they got rid of those okay. things. They're which still is, super obvious, though. Yeah. It becomes super obvious, yeah. So they still give you the intent stuff. But they in the beginning, you get like a little dialogue box that says, like, all these symbols mean these things. And you don't remember any of them except for maybe one or two. Okay. I know that the upper left option or upper, upper right option is always logical. I'll tell you that one because okay. I remember it. I remember upper left is emotive. It's yeah. the heart. Upper left is emotive. Um, and then beyond that, there's a the bottom left is a swirl that's soft, and the bottom right is a swirl that's squared. I think it's supposed to be like intrigue know. and then technical, something I like that. I think you might be right. Yeah. Huh. Um, so what you do is you do this. And what's kind of the, the only neat thing to this, the only facet of it that kind of made me go intrigued was you can go in your stats on your menu, like main menu, you go to options or game options and like that, and you can go down to stats and it'll actually pull up and show you how many times you selected each of those options and it'll kind of build your your psych profile through that. Interesting. That's, I don't know, It's it sounds to me, I haven't played it obviously, yeah. it, it kind of sounds like they pulled a Fallout 4 and dumbed it down almost. They did. They definitely did. I mean, is, is the dialogue bad consistently yes. yeah it's, it's bad consistent it's just bad written and that's what i'm saying it, it's like a sitcom it's like you know they got like a bunch of people in a writer's room and went through like five or seven of them and then okay well this is a funny joke haha -ha moment catch you laugh then go to the next thing there's no they real just, drama they had, in this game yeah they're just for gotcha snarky dumb humor mm -hmm. which that's not massive i don't think that's the right move after three because three was all so serious and emotional and you had all these meetings with characters but you could have the layer of humor but then in there. yeah then you had those moments with garris where you're like do you let him take the shot do you take it yourself mm -hmm. so it just kind of killed all so of to that continue characters so yeah liam is a garbage pile except for a few moments okay um drac has been really good grandpa drac he is the oldest krogan in existence he's my second favorite character well maybe even my first favorite character because okay. i bounces, yeah he, his concept is cool because he's an old classic chuchanka he's that's pre, learned from his mistakes he's pre-genophage yeah oh wow okay that's actually pretty cool so yeah. he was actually there during he said uh he was there he was in his youth at, during the iraq night war mm -hmm. wow like he was we're talking young and young young so let's he's the oldest He's got like a robot arm and a robot leg um, because he's lost those in combat and stuff. So he's your badass grizzled war veteran. Yeah. And yeah. So it's he really cool. is badass. Yeah. He's good. There's a character, a uh, Krogan female that's on the Nexus that's 
kind of advocating for synergy and kind of working together and stuff like that. And Drac is her grandfather. Okay, um, cool. He basically, what's cool is that through an interaction with him and through his loyalty mission and stuff, you find out that like he was basically at the end of his rope. He was completely like, do I just kill myself at this point? Like, there's nothing left for me to live for. Like, I've seen all the wars I've seen. I've fought in all these things. I am now to the point where I'm endlessly in pain through these implants, through these artificial limbs and stuff. Do I just end it all? And that's when um, his granddaughter was given to him. Hmm. And he had to take care of her. And he then saw, like, a purpose for living. And okay. So they go through that. And that's probably, one, like, the deepest emotional content in the game is that. And then also a moment with uh, Vetra. Everyone else, I feel like, Vetra's is so cool. surface level that it's garbage. Is, yeah. Ve- is Vetra the blonde chick? No, she's no. the uh, the uh, Turian. Oh, female. the Turian So female. she's kind of, yeah. like, she's actually a lot like Garrus in certain ways because she's so removed from the normal Turian hierarchy and stuff like that. Okay. Um her dad was like some sort of admiral stuff that was so like married into the system that he technically abandoned both of his children. And so they kind of just get thrown that she escapes. Like she takes her sister and they escape on a freighter and then they wow. live out their life on the run. So she's a, a Turian mercenary who knows how to get shit done. Sweet. Probably one of the best tanks in the game, by the way, like I take her everywhere and she just never dies. No, never gets taken down. She's a really good tank with her tech armor. You okay there on, <laughs> yeah, on hardcore? You okay you, you over look there? Like you're uh, you're building up some salt there, buddy. Oh no, it's there. It's yeah. just, I could see it. Let it free. Just shake it out. <laughs> shake that salt out. All right. Companions in combat are our, the our worst. In general, the worst fucking AI tag, I have seen in the past five years. Just to clarify, you, I hate you tag, them. Do you tag on everything? Yes. Okay. I then. direct them to do shit. They don't do it, Back and they go the down because bit. they can't get in a goddamn fucking cover. He's so got just, the... They run around and like, oh, 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 my oh, The consistent AI in this stupid goddamn game. They run around, they just distract enemies so that you can do all the bullshit fucking work yourself because, oh yeah, that was a great idea. Let's not allow for you to actually give them the powers that that they're that they can use. They took away squad commands! Yep. They took away the power radar, the radio reel, yep, and yep. it's just bullshit! It sucks. Part of the great fun of Mass Effect 2, 3, and even fucking 1 was the fact that you could have these moments with your companions and you grow with them on the field of battle. You can have great combo moments with the tech combos, the biotic combos from the past game. That's all gone here because they don't know how to shoot off their goddamn powers when it actually makes fucking sense. (laughs) So you play in hardcore mode and you have to deal with this goddamn stupid ass enemy that has 5 million fucking shields, turrets on each goddamn side, kills you if you go out one way, kills you if you go out the other way, and you have to just whittle it the fuck down with your fucking powers as they run around and die. Revive them, die. Revive them, die. Worst shit ever. Never had a problem. I was going to say that. I've never honestly had an issue with my combat with my companions. I mark a target. We hit combos. It's that simple. What um? What difficult? You're playing on hardcore. I'm Anthony? just on normal. Zane's on normal. If that makes a difference for uh. For the I audience. honestly believe that they designed this game to be played. Even though they 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 open everything up and you can jump into hardcore and insanity from the get go, I think they designed it to be played normal, then hardcore, then insanity because there is no level cap, and you keep going up in in points. Can you can you have a uh, game plus new game plus? 
Uh, I haven't gotten there yet. Because if that's, that's the what case, then I'd about. agree yeah. with you. Yeah, I but think you if can. It's not, I'm pretty yeah. positive because you can just pull. It's just like the classics in that regard where you can just start a new game and choose. Yeah, which yeah. also the cover fucking sucks in the game too. Yeah, and I'll admit this: they they build a lot of it around those profiles. Um, a shit ton of the game is built heavily into those profiles that you can set up and in your ability set you can set up in the live game because there's so many times where I'll be going mid combat, I'll have to stop, switch to my other favorites. Things do carry over. Can't confirm. That's I thought. There's a new yep. game. Okay. That's so that's a, your point is exactly valid. I then. think I think that they went, wound up allowing it to be that way in case you wanted to fuck yourself. But I feel like that since it was designed to be this way, that you're shooting yourself in your foot in that regard. But that um, should not be my fault. That well, no, well, yeah, like, that's, that's, I'm not no. a dumb player. No, that's you can not what go I'm look at my stats from Mass yeah. Effect Two and oh, Three. I, I can do insanity runs on them. Oh, it's not like I'm it just, bad. It seems it's like the, just AI that the is combat is you. fucking garbage. Yeah. Well, with and your that's AI. what I'm clarifying. That's yeah. what I'm clarifying. Yeah. I think that since it's designed that way, it's inadvertently hurting you. Which I think that was a retarded design choice. Then I mean, it's it's punishing you for bad AI, which is out of your control. If I could control the AI myself. This would be no problem. I know. And and for me, uh, I like I said, I haven't experienced that. I do experience small moments where, say, uh, what are those things called? The fucking floating orange guys that always uh, fuck us in multiplayer. Sentinels. Yeah, let's go with those. Yeah. <laughs> hey, back to Halo. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, those guys will sometimes corner one of my guys in a like hard corner, and then that's when they finally go down. But otherwise, I've never once had them just go down in really? combat. Yeah. No, I've had both Vetra, I have Drax, I have all of them yeah. run out the fuck into the field of fire into whatever those goddamn huge ass remnant uh, things with the turrets on the side of them. Yeah. They just run out, and the turrets are not down. They just get shot the fuck up. They die, so I'm left having to run around, cloak, revive, cloak, revive, work on it a little bit, they die again, mm -hmm. and then the same process repeats because those goddamn motherfuckers also which can weapons walk over... Also? Oh Well, and I've tried all of them. I've tried all different there's types only, of weapons. There's only two to live by, by the way. Is that the case? Cause Pretty much. I, I actually am trying to explore the depth of the game, which there is not. There's, there's not enough. Um, most of the guns suck, frankly. Yeah. Unless, like, the N7 ones are good. Um, but there's definitely cream of the crop, and so the best one, the best sniper in the game, hands down, without any dispute, is actually a uh, a Helios weapon. It's the second sniper down. It's the one with like all the little blue lights along it separately. Yeah, I just so, unlocked that one. That's the thing. That yeah. one explodes on impact on every impact. Sweet. Yeah. So it's so like it's, the Crease sniper, sniper rifle, but way yeah, more effective. It's like some Borderlands shit. It's fucking. <laughs> okay. It's pretty great, and it sounds. It's it gives off a loud pew sound when you. So fire. it's actually like satisfying. Yeah. Okay. okay. And then shotgun wise is the N7 Piranha. It's this big drum barreled shotgun that can hold ten to twelve rounds. Depending on your loadout, sweet. Even, I think up to fifteen if you do it right all the so, way. So like a spaz, almost. Yeah. It's, and a it's, spaz. it's auto fire. Okay. It's got auto fire, and if you max out your shotgun stuff, you can max out your range to like crazy amounts. So like, I can hit guys across an entire field with my shotgun and just unload with like six shots, and they'll be dropped. So you could like Iron Banner one everybody. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if it would be the same in hardcore. Probably not. But it, it, regardless, of the fact I can hit them and whittle down their health in general with a shotgun from that distance is still nice, substantial. Um. Going back to characters, who, who's the what's the blonde chick's name? Cora. How is she? Bland and tasteless. Uh, unlike your lovely daughter, yeah, yeah. I'm assuming <laughs> I can't. She's gonna have yeah, a great character. I like this person. In the so, game. like, my buddy at work was like, "So you gonna romance Cora?" I'm like, "Fuck no!" Every time I talk to her, I just can't. I just can't deal with it. <laughs> it's just one of those. Ah, here we go. Well, and then like, okay, so her I'll loyalty put it this way. <laughs> 
her loyalty mission pissed me off about her specifically. Like, made me hate her so much as a person. Wow. Okay. Um. So I'll just we'll, we'll get to loyalty missions in a sec because okay. those actually change up a lot of my opinions on a, a lot of these characters. Um. Because before I was like Korra's or whatever. She's a human that studied with uh, Asari Commandos, so she's essentially an Asari Commando as a human. Okay. Which in at the very top tip of that, that sounds awesome. Yes, exactly. It sounds cool. Much like the rest of the game. She's it jealous like of you because she was supposed to be the Pathfinder in line after your dad because in the first mission, your dad dies. Yeah, and he gives life. it to you. And I knew that. You. Yeah. yeah. Which actually, side quick aside, I think he's actually one of the more intriguing parts about this game so far from what I've been unlocking. Oh, yeah. And and I'll get into it later, but the memory stuff is I finally finished it all and it's in fucking incredible. Okay. Like that part of it is yeah. the best thing I've encountered so far this game. Okay. Um... And then, I'm flat out blanking. Jaws cool because you're kind of your emissary into the Angarans. Right. Um, Drac again. You get inside into Krogan, Betra, Liam. Oh, PB. So PB is sort of like a uh, a runaway orphan kind of character. She constantly just says like, "Well, when I get, when I, I just decide to move on, sometimes just randomly out of the blue, I like to just leave." Right. Um, she's an Asari that's obsessed with the Remnant. So they're trying to draw obvious, like an obvious comparison to Liara and the. Uh, she even protein. says a few La- Liara lines. Yeah. Very often. Yeah, she quotes her. She says that she was one of her like inspirations and stuff like that. So there's a little bit of that. She's also probably the most uh, available, promiscuous wise. Uh, you can straight up in like your third or second conversation with her, just get it on. Um, in zero G, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. So, <laughs> so like she's like, I, I have, I'm trying to think through a problem. I can't think through a problem at all right now. And you just remind her like or Sam reminds you that you can do it. You can just turn the uh, escape pods and uh, grab off just in, isolated in there and you can just float about. And she's like, Oh, perfect. That's what I used to do. when I used to have like a really hard problem. I would just float because it changes your perspective. And while you're in there, she's like, you want to come in? And you're just like, sure. <laughs> and doors close, it goes black. And then you just hear them giggling and some other line. And that's the end of that whole one off one night stand moment. So I guess, to wrap up characters, yeah. romance options, did you guys pick anyone? I went with Vetra. Okay. I'm working on Jaw because, again, I find his race most intriguing. So that's the new the lion guy, mm-hmm. and then yeah. that's the Turian? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Even though, agreed, though, their aesthetics are like, come on, guys. Yeah. So. Uh, Vetra's romance has been lackluster uh, in terms of the actual romance. Like It's like four flirt moments, and then... You do a small mission on Kadara where you meet up on like this special rock, and basically it's a rock climbing thing where you and her rock climb, and she's like, "Don't no jump jets," and then like you climb up, and you can have a moment where you can cheat and skip past her. I think you would like Jaw because he reminds me of a male equivalent of He's, Polly. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. there's a lot of awkwardness with how or like, you're like discovering. How does this work? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. and that's what I like. I like that discovery. And with Vetra, it's a lot of like are you sure this is really happening? And then you do like one moment where you kiss her and that's kind of been the end of it, but there's supposed to be one moment before the very final mission of the yeah, game. Like your, story your classic mass effect. Yeah. yeah. So I haven't gotten there yet, but I have confirmed her as my romance option. Um, can you bang your teacher? <sighs> no, man, you're, you're the, you're the pathfinder there. You, you're not being taught by anybody. I mean, you can find a couple different paths. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, you can though. Wow. I'm also uh, flirting up the uh, reporter because that's also a thing you can do that doesn't interfere with okay. your romance option. Interesting. So, are the romances at least compelling in this one, 
Or are they just kind of there? They're I, surface level. I yeah, I think it you'll have varying amounts of enjoyment depending on who you mm-hmm. pick as as per usual, I would suppose. PB but. I could tell actually was pretty like actually there's engagement from both sides in that one. Whereas like Vetra feels very one sided and then she just sort of like shyly like, uh, thanks. And you're like <laughs> Okay. Cool. I yeah, I, uh, I was gonna say too, yeah. That's that's I, I totally agree. I just I think the shitty thing is though with the romances of the past one, you had that great, excellent writing, the right. classic buildup of mm-hmm. all of the games. Mm-hmm. So there is the natural reaction that no way is it going to be ever close to that, at least from one game. And then two, the writing is very, very poor, even when we look at the for- first game. Yeah. yeah. And it's just not working. So your enjoyment with the, the relationships in general is lower. It's just shallow. Fair yeah. enough. Shallow. Yeah. yeah. Well, it sounds um, like like most things you guys have been telling me about is it it all looks really good on the surface but just crappy execution i would say it's just surface level overall yeah. like it just it's very shallow it's it's now, like they took the depth of like two and three which was like actually pretty deep and then they just like pushed that up and then wide so here's a here's a really big question then so do you guys think they played it safe or do you think they yes were not careful enough um can it be both it can be both i think yeah absolutely because i think they executed on the things that they should not have yeah um and then well like are they focused i should say they focused on the things that i don't think were as important and they let all of that other stuff go by the wayside and i'm not look honestly if the writing was great if the combat felt as fun as it does in the multiplayer which is something we can talk about next if we want to talk about a positive um, I think the right or I think like the animation and stuff wouldn't matter. At the end of the day, I can go without animation if we have excellent voice acting and excellent writing to back it up. Right. But unfortunately, we have none, so all the problems come out is, tenfold. And this is all compounded by the simple fact that it feels like every major decision within this game doesn't matter. Yes, uh, like from the get go. Yeah, like, there's so many points where I've done something and then I'll be like, "Was that right?" And I'll look it up, and then like everything says like nothing actually happens, and I'm like, "Really?" Like. They made me feel the anxiety that needs to be seconds. there, and yeah. then they told me it doesn't matter. Three ending what? <laughs> it, it feels like the three ending on on repeat endlessly. Wow! Like for instance, just to kind of draw a real that's like, a special a real yeah. science or special kind of in the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> like doesn't well, matter. F- f- well, for me, uh, the big one that really turned me off was that uh, on Kadara, you go to a spot and you can talk to a doctor, and the doctor's like, "Hey, I found a vaccine from this bacteria. It kind of is sort of like penicillin, but it's it'll help us tenfold." But also I found out that if you put it in high doses, it'll fuck you up and make you really high. And so this Asari takes the formula. And oh, yeah, I did this. So I was in a hurry, and I remember kind of I was chit-chatting with Katie, so I wasn't really paying attention, and I accidentally just sort of shrugged it off with the Asari. I was like, yeah, whatever, and then moved back. And he's like, well, you fucked us over. Like, we don't have medicine. I can't believe you believed them and blah, blah, blah. And then um, that was it. And when I read about it, if I had helped him, he would have joined the settlement as a doctor. Okay. But there's no follow-up. I'm like, so wait, this woman, this sorry woman is selling these drugs from somewhere now, even though she's on the run. Couldn't the initiative with as big as it is and with all the outposts we're setting up put at least ears out and maybe have a follow-up mission where I could, you know, squash that thing? But even for the failure, it doesn't matter that much. No. That's the thing is that I kind of have to move on and just sort of live with it and be like, well, whatever. It didn't so matter. it's almost the illusion of you making yeah, a difference. It's the illusion of tr- yeah. Yeah. Huh. Which that's all over the place. It's it's every little thing. Like with Jaws, 
you know what? Let's just do loyalty missions now because, you know. Yeah, go for it. Um, we were just on characters, so this works. Uh, Jaws loyalty mission has you hunting down the leader of a renegade group of uh, 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 Angara. Basically, they're ones that are completely xenophobic. They hate outsiders because... Think of your Cerberus. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're the okay. Angaran Cerberus. They think they're, they need to look out for themselves because aliens are bad because the Ket painted all outsiders as bad, apparently. Right. Well, but, well, the Ket like, tortured them, mutilated them. From a certain point of view, I can get why that prevails. Sure. But I think but after, after you've while, done... Yeah. My problem is that like after you save their, their spiritual leader mm-hmm. and you do a bunch of other mm-hmm. like heavy like world-solving problems, he's still like... They're evil. And you're like... Yeah. All right, whatever. So you do his mission. You confront him finally after doing a whole bunch of other like uh, these. Their their personal missions play out over the course of a long time, um, and oftentimes you'll do a, a piece of it, and then it'll be like on hold until you like take care of something else, and then it'll reopen up the next piece. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it's just you have to go do another mission, and then it'll be like, oh yeah, I got back, I got word back from this person. But some of them are hard locked behind the story missions. Can I also say it's alongside that the emails in this game make you so nerve wracked? Like there's so many. <laughs> it's yeah. like it's like looking. It's like being at your job. And you're just getting emails all day. Yeah, <laughs> and you can and you can lose some XP by missing the emails. Yeah, sometimes. it's really yeah. stupid. Okay, I'll say that much. That part's luckily, thankfully, there's one email terminal right next to the galaxy map. So thankfully, all you have to do is turn around, grab it, and just I usually just smash X through them real quick. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, okay, there will be stuff to go do. Um, wow. but you can tell there's ones that are completely pointless, like the classic like just messages from like Mass Effect two and three. Yeah, but then there's ones with these little like hexagon symbol next to it that those are the ones that actually play into missions oh and like the funny thing alongside that too even though they don't matter some of the best writing in the game is in the funny responses from emails it's true it's <laughs> weird and then data pads data yeah. pads too tell some of the best stories without being mad like i it's so hard. what's worse is this is a complaint that i keep seeing pop up they don't provide any way to adjust font sizes in this game oh geez okay and for me sitting across the room with okay. my 40 inch tv and that could be a problem yeah i can't read half the screens okay see i i mean I, maybe i'm just like that kind of guy where i just like <laughs> next to the screen that's how yeah. i like to play but yeah i could hear uh, you if you're from a distance it would be hard to read. it's not the best they could if they could just provide like the easiest like yeah you can bump from nine to twelve i'll be like okay that's all i need fair enough but um so you do that you go and hunt down this guy and i can't remember his name now but he's the leader of these bad guys and he winds up seducing uh his the three of his siblings to join the cause or whatever and you do this whole thing seducing from a certain point of view um you go there and then you do this confrontation and jaws like i got this i'll talk him down don't worry and like you're talking to him jaws talking to him and he has a gun to jaws head oh and see, i haven't finished the, the so this is going on now then on every interrupt i could i've been basically doing the interrupts by the way because it's just a quick little r2 and you do it. You know, most of the time it's been paying me off pretty well. Like, I get shit done. <laughs> the internet satis- sat- I can feel satisfied enough in most regards. Okay. But this one, I fucked up. I shouldn't have killed him, but I straight up just shot the guy, which martyrs him and makes this group stronger. Okay. That's the consequence of it, is it has a gameplay consequence. So I will not do that. Yeah, so don't <laughs> shoot him. And then Jal confronts you later like this. He's like, why didn't you trust me to talk to him? And you're like, and literally you can just say, I'm sorry, I panicked. And then it's... <laughs> It just water under the bridge, man. <laughs> <laughs> like that was the end of that, that interaction and his loyalty shit. and his yeah. loyalty's gained. And I'm like The loyalty wow. in two is so phenomenal. Mm. 
Well, don't get me wrong. The mission itself and the the pieces along the way to it were great. It's just the finality of it was so lackluster and dumb. Wow. Yeah. And and I'll say this: Liam probably had the best loyalty mission, hands down, that I've played. Really? That's the thing that bothered me about it: is Liam's loyalty mission made me enjoy him as a character, and the mission itself was fun. Because what it does, so you're hunting down pirates who have stolen one of his contacts from Angara, right? Sure. You find out it's a Angaran group that stole a catch ship. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of slightly derelict. It's not the best condition. And while you're doing this, settlers from Prodromos show up to help you, which are engineers, and they show up to help you. So what they're doing is they're interrupting systems to fuck with the Angara. What it does is it causes the ship to spin. So there's points in time where you're on the walls, you're on the ceilings, and it fucks with you in that regard. Okay, see, because that's kind of one of the things that I enjoyed from the end of the loyalty mission with um, uh, Korra. Because I, I liked I liked that idea of it. It just wasn't executed very uh, well. Korra herself just basically bothered me during hers. Okay, um, but So Liam is going in with half-cocked in this mission. So a lot of the dialogue that's fun is interacting with him on that level, just being like, are you, I'm really not liking this plan, man. And he's just like, I know I'm not either. I'm sorry. Like, it's a lot of the back and forth with those two. And then you'll hear snide comments from your third party member that are like, yeah, this plan sucks, man. Like, shit like that that pops up. There's an oh. interrupt. Like, basically, I disregarded the pirate in general because every time I could, I interrupted him because <laughs> he's coming through the comms like, who are you? Why are you attacking us? And you can interrupt him. And he's like... The, the best part about this is that the first time he calls in, you can do an interrupt, and it's a straight-up Han Solo line from New Hope. Oh, really? The same, the okay. same exact line. Boring uh, conversation anyway. Is that kind of thing? Afterward? Yeah. He says that after he interrupts. Like, or he or the, we're all fine here. Yeah, he's, you say that, and he's like, <laughs> how, how are, are you? you? And he's like, get people down there. And you're like, Who you is this? Boring. What's your number? And you're like, uh, boring conversation anyways. And then you turn around, and you're being attacked. And I was like... <laughs> I got to tip my hat to that. So a little bit of love to yeah, some yeah. So I had to give him a little bit of culture. props there. Um, but yeah, Liam's is the most fun because you do that. And you get to hear the over the comms, the guy, the head guy from Padromos, that, that black dude that's actually pretty fun to talk to when you're on EOS. Actually, yeah, he's kind of cool. Um, and so he's coming over the comms and what they're, since they're interrupting all the the engineering stuff, mm-hmm. like the ship mm-hmm. keeps flipping and it keeps, it's, it was just the most interesting of all these loyalty missions in general. Um, okay. Korra's not too crazy about like I enjoyed it you're saving the Asari the Asari arc from uh, their problems they basically took a wrong turn they got hit with the the... it's exactly like what happened to us except the cat stayed to fight them exactly they had a long kind of battle of attrition on their ship ship which is kind of a cool concept it is yeah yeah uh the setup is pretty cool and honestly the combat arena was really cool too it was just the dialogue from Korra that really made me hate her She's constantly reciting what she was. It was the uh, the writings of Ceres or something like that, which is now Sarissa. the new Pathfinder yeah. for their for that arc. And there's, I won't completely spoil no. it for anyone who hasn't done it. There's but a betrayal moment. Yeah, there's a betrayal moment. Um, okay. And you can make a decision to keep her, and you can basically there's three options you can do at the end of it, and only two of them have real consequence. Um. Okay. Yeah, it is what it is. Uh, yeah, I didn't like I didn't like Kor on the mission. I didn't like the the newbie Asari that was on the mission either. I so dumb. Dumb. Yeah, that whole mission was just like the combat and the setup of the mission to go and do this thing. Good. The, Data pads. Everything good. else bad. Because um, like you find out that someone had like 
in the heat of the moment when they Keted first attacked, mm-hmm. um, they were in the area where the, a lot of the pods were and a lot of children mm-hmm. were. So these young Asari um, had to flee in escape pods along with other people. And in order to hold off the cat and the ship together in that section, someone had to rig a mass effect field to contain the ship so that the mm-hmm. people could flee, which is a cool concept. Yeah. I wish I could have seen that. Yeah, yeah. No, but I agree. the stuff you do is not as compelling. Yeah, right. You're turning it off. Uh, um, so loyalty missions. Back and forth. It's There's a couple down. bright PB's spots, was... but mostly unmemorable. Unmem- PB's was dumb. Yeah. PB's amounted to nothing. Yeah. Uh, I got done with it and I was like, wow, so that was pointless. You just unlock a remnant. Hmm. Yeah, it was just dumb. Um Drax was okay. You're saving uh like farming stuff for them. Basically it's just uh Krogan uh seeds and the one Krogan that can actually use the seeds to save their species. They tried to do a Krogan fight at the end of it. Sucked. It sucked. It looked terrible couple punches were thrown wasn't cool at all and uh the animation was fucked up for me mm-hmm. and then uh last one was vetra and vetra's was good enough um vetra's was fine her sister hooks it. her up with some intel on some like uh shit going down and you basically help vetra find out if it's true and yeah basically like confirm that you cared about her sister too and that's enough for her to like be loyal to you it's it's got enough familial stuff going on with it that it's it feels it actually feels more emotive than any of the other ones, really. Okay. Um, I guess wrapping yeah. up single player. Yeah. Final thoughts. Maybe I don't want to ask you guys to give a score, but no. Um, I think I'll put it this way, and I think I kind of mentioned this in my short one before was that basically that what they did is they took Mass Effect One and focused on everything that was a complaint in, in Mass Effect One, and then left everything else by the wayside. They were like, oh, the driving was bad in one. Let's fix the driving because driving in this game is actually really good. So by fixing all the old stuff, they kind of fucked left everything the new else. stuff yeah, that was so, good. Because uh, like combat, the actual combat movement and, and abilities and your trees and your ability, like the way the abilities interact just for yourself, strictly just for yourself because I think you're right, AI is a little bit of a fuck. But just with what they did to you and your, your capability in combat, mm-hmm. that is phenomenal. Um, I think it's okay. I'm ha- I've been having a lot of fun just with the mobility because I hated the fact that you were so locked into just corners essentially because you'd get in, you'd find the place where you could not be attacked from. If two cover sides worked and... appropriately, I would totally be on board. And if there I was... just don't use cover ever. I don't know how the fuck you do that. Maybe that's just the difference between normal and hardcore. Because if uh, you you get fucked if you're out of cover. Yeah, you dodge a lot. I I'm pretty much endlessly tapping the circle. Don't button. know how you do that. You need to watch me play. Cause... Dude, I'm playing the same way. I'm dodging, <laughs> dip, dive, duck, and dodging. But if a remnant with two turrets comes out and immediately kills you in five fucking oh, seconds. Oh, I, I had no ones like that. But once you, you see that happen cover. once and then you, you, it down. you reload your save, I don't run into that problem again. I mean, I've I'd never, still say I've never died twice on the same fight. I'll put it that way. I've never once died twice on the same fight. Man, I've had some fucking frustrating moments. Oh, there's plenty. Because, I mean, I will say that there's one story mission moment where you had a uh, the, the super race thing show up, the giant yellow bar. It's it's the uh, Ascension facility on Vold. Oh. Remember yeah, at the yeah, end yeah. of it with that giant, like, beast that walks in and starts to come down the, the walkway that you're at, and then you're just also got, like, three turret guys running at you. That one's annoying. I, I, I that was the only one that gave me that grief. That was the only one that gave me grief. Oh, okay. And it's uh, probably because I wasn't spec for taking down armor. I was spec for my, taking down electricity. My and... worst moment in the game was in a, a 
one of the vaults and they're at the end of the vault right before you finish it there's this one path area where it's a very limited amount of cover and not only are there chicken walkers walking all around um you know being dumbasses and annoying you flanking you mm-hmm. um there's not a lot of cover provided in this one area and the way that the i i can't remember the name of those remnant supers but the I, giant I, destroyers yellow maybe. I don't and know blue one call them yeah the, yeah when that thing comes up, it annihilates you so fast if you are not in cover. So but I it allows it. to walk over cover, and it was glitching through cover at mm-hmm. times for me. And it also has an area of effect damage yep. that is insanely powerful. So, so this you have is to where... whittle it down, run around, and cloak around. But the problem is there's not enough space for you to do that, right. and your AI keeps dying. So they can't distract it long enough for you to do it unless you literally, right from the beginning... Power, 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 set them up, set one turret, immediately take that down within five seconds. If you're the first turret is not taken down within about five seconds of that fight, you're dead. Oh, you're yeah. fucking dead every yeah, single time. Yeah, the turrets are, are fucks in general, but um, the best combo flat out for Remnant for what I've, all my experimentation is Overload Lance. Hands down, that is the only thing that, dro- that drops chicken walkers in one shot. That drops... Incinerate uh, Energy Drain. Uh, don't use incinerate. Remnant don't react well to incinerate at all. I disagree. They blow up like crazy. But then again, if they have shields, then it's the inverse. That's fine. And that's that's the thing. Since they're tech, you want to lean more into the tech tree, except for Lance, really. <laughs> I done Lance, the tech tree, man. I done the tech and tree. I'm telling you, overload is your bread and butter. Overload has a, a more powerful explosion with with combo. That's part of why I'm telling you that. So, um. I know which room you're talking about, exactly which vault, by the way. And the only way I made that one work is I, I ignored everything and immediately biotically or, or dash dodged thing left and just ran around to the far side, let that thing walk towards worked. my teammates. And then since I only use that sniper, that sniper, apart from the biotic part, whittled down the See, armor. And I hate that that's the way that you have to play that game. It doesn't encourage exploration or experimentation. So that's why I'm saying the combat is okay for me. Okay. Yeah. I let's, don't think it's yeah, that great. Let's deviate away from that for now. Let's but. do what too long didn't read. Worst and best, one thing each. Um Worst is the writing. Hands down the writing. Um the writing is the one thing that makes me want to just skip every conversation. Okay. Um Agreed. I I did I try to avoid it because I want to know what's going on, but then I just sit there and I just feel <laughs> bored and dumber by each conversation. Okay. Agreed. Writing is the worst. Um, Fair enough. Best is the revamps to combat because this also spills over into multiplayer, and I think that's the bread and butter of this game. Multiplayer makes me feel like I'm actually playing a Mass Effect game. I don't feel that way in single player for me. Well, the thing is, is luckily with with multiplayer, you can rely on your teammates. Exactly, but that's Mostly. why. Yeah, <laughs> I'd still say though no, that's very true. And like the classic meta game of like mm-hmm. the horde based combat feels very very good in this. Okay. And uh, it's a lot of fun to run with your friends. And now, I would honestly, even tell people if you're gonna get this game, play the multiplayer first. Uh, it's the quickest way to get you just sort of your feet in. Because I will say this: the first time I played the game, right after two. Uh, I was leaping over cover instead of going into cover because cover doesn't work the same way. You just run up to it and you guy most of the time, not all the time. It's, it's pretty buggy. It's but... supposed to be automatic. Sometimes it doesn't okay. work. Like quite, you have to be right? sitting, you know, to be aiming in the right way. Because if you turn around, you'll stand up. It's really dumb in that regard. See, and then here we go with where you were saying mm-hmm. with moving around in the multiplayer and the way that the maps work. 
and the way that you they are made stuff. yeah you you are encouraged to move around and right. it works very very well dip into cover for two seconds reload walk out power 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 friend comes around from the other side then you feel like the combat's working correctly. Yep. And that's what I'm saying. It's like, you. I don't feel that way in single player, unfortunately. Well, mm. and, and I'll add this to single player. They lean, they, they encourage heavily the profiling stuff. Profiling's fun. And I, like I think profiling's idea. pretty genius. Uh, so what profiling does, just so I can really run this down as fast as possible, is that it adds a shit ton of bonuses to your skill sets. So like, if you're an infiltrator, you'll get a shit ton of bonuses on uh, uh, critical damage and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But what it also does is it changes how your dodges work and your jump jets. So if you're in tech combat or tech or combat trees and their variants, you're using your jump jets. If you have anything of biotic, you're using biotics to lift and dodge. Mm-hmm. But if you're in the explorer, which is the new kind of profile class, whatever, right. your biotic charge is a teleport. It's like blink from destiny. Okay. Which is pretty helpful because what you can do is you can blink teleport through cover which allows you to get past walls and stuff sometimes. But at, And then by that same token, though, I did find it a little annoying when you were trying to blink to a cover location and you were, weren't even, like, close enough to, like, run across it, but then sometimes it would still do it and then it wouldn't let you go into cover. So yep. no, there's a little bit of annoyance with that, it, but I agree with you, though. And then I'll add this, part. too, to it, too, is that the melee for that blink thing is a teleport strike, which I've been using the Asari Sword which adds sorry which, sword is the best it's that one in the krogan grab hammer krogan grab hammer yeah. is equally as awesome okay also i forgot the remnant cryo fist is actually really powerful is i don't it? use it but i used it earlier on and then i was reading articles and they're saying it's the best one hands down because what it is that. it's a it's literally like a, a massive metal glove it's like a power fist from it just freezes the yeah. enemy solid okay so but the asari sword is a teleport spinning strike move thing the number of times I'll go to activate a door to like open it or something oh, in God. combat, yeah. and then suddenly I'm teleporting through the it's door. It's the worst. And swiping, and I'm like, I was, I. So you know the Vold architect that happened yeah. to me because I was inside those facilities. And I'm like, oh yeah, if I just open this door, I can easily hit the face. Hold it, you're in outside. I'm like, I'm getting shot. I'm about to die. So far, that was my most annoying architect. To fight. They do recommend being in the infiltrator class exclusively for. Uh, the architects because of the critical hit damage and the fact that you when you dash teleport it cloaks you which makes it detarget you immediately i use that profile for it yeah so just a heads up on that for you as well if you ever get around to playing the game yeah that you own (laughs) uh but yeah so i think that's kind of it for that and then multiplayer is just it's great mass effect multiplayer there's not really a whole lot more to say it's seven rounds instead of ten it's more it's faster i I like like it i like it a lot yeah it keeps people engaged engaged um the classes feel well constructed it's actually a great way to kind of dabble and and try out new powers that you're not sure of and for single players you're not just dumping points into something that you wind up hating or you know whatnot still miss the melees from the the third game i I, I think that was i know i I miss them i just miss them a lot fair (laughs) enough yeah i'll give that too um yeah overall it's 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 enough different to be interesting but it's also enough different to make you hate it. <laughs> it's kind of a combo attack on both fronts in that regard. My The summary of my thoughts for this was, I remember when I was just starting to play the game and I looked at a GameSpot review and they said six out of 10. I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. What? After playing it, like I've gone through like, oh, it's getting better and then it's getting worse and then it's getting better and then it's getting worse. And lately, as I've been playing it, it's just been consistently getting poorer and poorer. 
And that's what I was worried about when I saw that six out of 10. And I, I hate to say it, but like, I feel like that's a just score for this. Mm-hmm. And a six out of 10 for a triple a mass effect game is a bad thing. Yeah, know? it is. Um, and I feel like that's justified. Yep. And I think the last thing I'm going to touch on is probably the only amazing quest within the game. And it's one that's built up over a long course of time and a lot of work. And what it is, is you're collecting memory fragments that your dad left behind on certain worlds. So he kind of like, I don't know, they don't really give a reason for why these little moments are there, but basically you find these little glowing white orbs, three per planet of all the uh, habitats that have habitable worlds. I can't talk right now. Sorry. Habitable worlds. That's it. Um, So once you collect all 12, uh, every three you get, you unlock a, a memory. And so what it is, it's from your father's perspective, and you hear the great dialogue of that voice actor. It's the guy that was Krieger from uh, uh, Highlander. Yeah. It's, uh, Lex Luthor from Justice League. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. So it's that guy's voice, and he's coming out and booming out. But you get to see him uh, from the beginning of the entire concept of Sam, as well as from the beginning of the Andromeda Initiative. And so... Have I been getting this whole angle one of the endings of mass effect that they're kind of retconning into this universe with Sam. Am I correct in that assumption? Is that what they're leading to? No. Oh, okay. Good. So, um, the only thing that you will, that, so I'll, I'll I'll just go through real quick. So the first one's kind of about like how you find out, uh, your wife is dying from a disease developed because she spent her whole life developing. Um, she was the person who actually developed the first implant for biotics. But because all that ESO exposure, she has a, a terminal illness mm-hmm. that she can't cure. And so your dad constructs Sam, this mm-hmm. AI, in an attempt to try and save her life. Mm-hmm. What you don't realize is that uh, your character, one, whichever one you are, I know that uh, in my case, uh, my rider, who is the male, was out in the... He was protected, or he's guarding the uh, relay that's in uh, the solar system, Earth's solar system. While your sister is on the moon working on something special or something like that in that storyline. I think it just flips in reverse the other mm-hmm. way around. But um, well, is, it, is it a spoiler what you're about to say? No. Okay. Um, and so you wind up seeing that memory. Then you see a memory about uh, the birth of Sam, uh, the AI. You see a memory in regards to kind of a family interaction and stuff like that. So each one kind of touches on pieces of moments that you don't realize the last one being a huge reveal that I'm not touching on at all, but it's pretty profound within the personal story of the writers themselves. Hmm. Cool. Um, in addition, each time you do this, it unlocks little pieces of stuff in his cabin. So you go into the cabin and you open up files and there's some audio files and there's also one written file. Um, one of which is a phone call from Liara who was helping Sam or helping your dad figure out the Sam thing, as well as plot the idea nice. of going to the other galaxy. That's awesome. That is you cool. find out about a secret benefactor of the Andromeda Initiative that it ran out of money about halfway through development and that it needed more. Uh, and the person that comes in on the vid calls is a female voice with random species and genders of those species flashing on screen. So it changes between. So it's a rotating like uh, proxy. It's pretty heavily assumed after you're done with these family affairs stuff that it's the elusive man. That the elusive man saw an out and was hmm. like, we need a, we need a, a plan to evacuate essentially. And so the Andromeda Initiative was actually heavily funded by Cerberus. Wow. Okay. Nice. Um, but yeah, that's really like that was honestly the hands down best piece of this game was figuring that stuff out. And I'm still kind of dealing with the fallout of it because um, around the third or fourth uh, memory, 
um, your sister wakes up from her coma or your sibling wakes up from their coma mm. and allows you to interact with them. Um, and if they wake up healthy depends upon what you told them when they were in their coma. So there is a choice that matters. That one did matter. Okay. I'm um, curious how that'll play out then. Did you tell, I'll put it this way. Did you lie or tell the truth? I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I want to see that for myself. I, I just want to know personally what you chose. Um, I told the truth. Okay. Then I know what you did because I did that one. <laughs> so I know what, how it okay, turns out. Perfect. Um, but yeah, then there's a big reveal after that and I'm not going into that yet, but that's one thing that I'm kind of just like carried on the sticking for myself and waiting okay. to see how it plays out. So there is a reason to finish this game. Yeah. Cause um, I'm, as you've seen, like I've just, I've had a tough time with this. One. I know. So, like, so a I, lot I would of advise, bad emotions. Yeah. I would just advise finish the loyalties. Um, wait till you're in the fifties to take on our, the last architect. Cause it was hard at 52. Yeah. And this is EO, and so. on normal. Yeah. So just don't even worry about that. I would knock out the main story um personal stuff's great honestly that's been pretty good and then your personal like your family stuff um i've pretty much cleaned out the relationships uh whatever mission uh, file that one's pretty much i've the only thing i don't really care about is tasks like those things are dumb yeah i've 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 stopped caring about them there's only one that i did that i cared about and it was because there's an angarin on aya that you can do two flirting romances and then she leaves you a letter when you go off on your final mission. Oh. Um, if you do, if you just go collect these two like Angarin artifacts. So I'm just like, okay. let me do that. That's so cool. I think that's it. Uh, real quick. <laughs> I got a text from Anthony's Katie when he was doing his little rant. Oh my God. Uh, she said, when Anthony was complaining about the AI, it reminded me of Donald in Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> I'm sorry. Fair point. No, yeah, fair yeah, point. Good point. <laughs> it just kind of dies. About. Yeah. yeah. Just kind of dies. Responds, dies again, does nothing to help you. That that's sounds about right. Yep. Sounds like Donald. Don't okay, worry. so bringing it back, um, I was playing through the original trilogy with Lauren. This, yeah. and I'm sad to say, this game kind of halted that for me, because I was playing through those to get to this, but after hearing the result of this game, I'm kind of like, maybe I'm not gonna rush it, you know, which sucks. So, yeah. word last thing on this cast and we'll call it an episode where do you guys want mass effect to go with after this dead i want bioware to work on the next thing honestly i think they want that too in a way yeah and i would even add one final thought to the way that this game feels it feels like it's a reintroduction to like 12 year olds everything feels like it's written for a child damn that's what i'm saying the sitcom moments yeah um yeah what about you it's like tragic because as much hate as I've been giving this game, I want to love. I really, really want to love it. Yeah. I love the universe of Mass Effect, mm-hmm. and I hate to say it, but I would agree too. I don't know if I want another one after this game. Um, I don't. I think first three are strong enough and a collect compact package that I can hold inside my mind and cherish forever. Mm-hmm. And I don't need any more, actually. Yeah, um, I agree with that now. Yeah, this exists in its own little place. Uh, I do think for people that are curious of how the Mass Effect world works within Frostbite, you can do a playthrough and enjoy what what that is. And I think it'll be, honestly, it might be worthwhile in like nine months or something when they might iron a bunch of shit out. Who knows? Again, a lot of the glitches are the worst part of this game. Yeah, they really halt a lot of it. And I think kind of like the wait and see on final fantasy 15 with the next year i kind of think this falls into the same exact boat of like wait and see within a year and see where it's at in march of next year fair enough 
But at this point, I'm just trying to finish the story, and then I'm not going to touch it for a long time. I'm going to pick it up for multiplayer nights, but otherwise, it's once, it's sad. Uh, once like the second week of May pop pops out, my life is fire emblem again for a little while. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that a lot. Mid May is Injustice that. Two, and that's where Ooh, I'm, I'm eyeing. I so. about that. Well, start of May is Prey. Mid May is Injustice. Got all of our assignments. Oh, then, I like it. I just got you and. Oh yeah, and then yeah. freaking Zane, best <laughs> one of the best worst ideas ever. Yep, I uh, got Elder Scrolls online. online for. Did you? Because yes, I already I already had it, yeah. and we had joked about playing it at some point before Morrowind comes out in June, and I was like, oh yeah, well, we'll get around to that. And so I saw that it was like so, a super cheap deal, and I was like, here you go. So that's a thing. Yeah. So that might but, happen um, too. But I think that about does it. I think it does too. Uh, yeah. So you can go to our website, geekdomination.net, for more content from us. Um, you can also go to our YouTube page for new videos. That's where Anthony's uh, Month in Movies goes. And that's yeah. also where Back Issue lands each month, uh, our show for comic books. Um, Cody's releasing a quest complete uh, each month. And, yeah, I think we're all kind of working on stuff intermittently between that. Um, Absolutely. Go to our Facebook page. That's where we keep everyone abreast of what's going on. You can follow us on Twitter for random posts about like what's happening. And then our Instagram as well for some cool little shenanigans there as well. Um, I want to I start doing more with Instagram again. I know, Maybe I a little know. bit before they cast little like dumb things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been trying to step it yeah. up lately. Yep. But. So you can do all that stuff. Uh, and then, as always, you can email us at geekdominationlisteners at gmail.com if you want to do that. Uh, go on our Facebook on recording days, and you'll always be able to catch the stream and participate within it as well. Um, and I think that about does it for the cast. Uh, Get hyped. Uh, 100 coming soon. Oh, yeah. 100 is just two weeks away. It's going to be big. Yeah, be hyped. It'll be two parts, actually, so just be ready for that. It's uh, like Kingdom Hearts. Hell yeah. (laughs) All right, guys. We love you. Thank you for watching. Thank you. Yeah. Bye. Love you guys. Bye.